Welcome to Mornings with Martin, and today we're going to be looking at Psalm 12. It's only eight verses, so I think we can read all of it. Beginning at verse 1, it says, Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say, by our tongues we will prevail. By our our own lips will defend us, who is Lord over us. Because the poor are plundered and the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. You, Lord, will keep the needy safe and will protect us forever from the wicked who freely strut about when what is vile is honored by the human race. And that's the, that's the text. It's, it's a dark t- time. And David, as he writes this, he looks upon the world and the society in which he lives and says, this is all wrong. We are, we are not honoring God, but instead we are honoring what is vile, right? That's the last verse. Uh, I, it's interesting how David describes the wicked here. They are the ones who freely strut about when what is vile is honored by the human race. That's wickedness. And and, and David, when he reads, when he writes this psalm, he looks and he says, this is like everybody. And and he, he notices how often and how much the human race chases after things that are not of God. And... <clears throat> And so he, he sees this, and it causes him to be poor. Now, when we look at verse 5, and if we looked at verse 5 just in and of its own, without context around it, we might come away with a different idea of what it's saying, right? Because just verse 5 says, Because the poor are plundered and the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. Well, if you read that outside of the context, you might walk away thinking, Ah, we're talking about a financial poverty, right? Poor people, people who are needy, and the Lord rises to to protect them. Well, see, that's that's clearly a financial thing, but that's nowhere in this psalm. Instead, David's writing about a different kind of poverty, a poverty in spirit, a poverty in hope, and that's you know, Jesus talks about the same kind of poverty in the Beatitudes, right? Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, and so. Here's David, and he is poor in spirit. He is poor in hope. He looks upon this world, and he says, this is so wrong. What is vile is being honored, and man, I don't know what God could possibly do to save this, to love this, to somehow protect me in the midst of all of this. Now, fast forward to today, and do you see the similarities where we as Christians, as those who, who take God's word as the inerrant truth, right, the authoritative source for all truth, and we look out at our world and we say, oh man, everyone's doing this wrong, right? I'm doing this wrong. Uh, I, I can't live according to the word of God. And there's, there's a whole world of people who, who aren't even trying, And we look and we see that what is vile is being honored by the human race. And it's a sad thing. And it causes us to, well, to be plundered of our hope. 
And so what, what hope do we have then? Where do we go when we find ourselves looking and saying, man, it is hopeless, it is done. What could God possibly do? And how is he going to protect me in the midst of this? Well, we go to God's word, and that's exactly what, what David does. And he says, well, I know that the Lord is going to arise. And God says that he is going to protect them. He's going to protect his believers. He's going to protect them from those who would malign them, from those who would attack, those who would, who would seek to plunder. God is going to protect them and keep them safe and guard them in his hand. And I love verse 6. Because verse 6 and verse 2 and 3 and 4, 2 and two through 4 is contrary to verse 6. So in verse 2 through 4, you have uh, the way humans use their words, right? Uh, they're flattering. They're deceptive. They are prideful. Um, and, and they're questioning the Lord. That's verses 2 through 4. Like, we use our words terribly. And yet, we compare that to what verse 6 says. This is what God's word is like, though. It's not deceptive. It's not flattering. It's not false. It's not prideful. Instead, the, word of, the words of the Lord are flawless. They're like silver purified in a crucible, and so they're really, really pure. And they're like gold refined seven times. And so it's the purest of pure. It's the truest of true. It will happen. It's the thing that you can count on. And that word of promise says what? I will protect them. Right? Keeps on saying, you, Lord, will keep the needy safe, and you will protect us forever from the wicked. So as Christians, we know that in this world, in this life, there is suffering, right? Go read First Peter and see that it's not true. I mean, there is suffering for the Christian. Uh, and yet, we are never outside the hand of our God. We are never outside of his reach. We are never beyond his power or his love. And so we rest secure in that, that though this world is messed up, it's still the world that God created. It's still the world that God loves. And it's still the world that God will redeem. Right? That's, again, First uh, Peter or Second Peter, where he talks about renewing the world in the end. Uh, but the, the hope that we have is that we are always safe in the hands of our God. Our, our souls rest secure in the eternity that's promised for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And even when we mess up, right? David was certainly not perfect, and neither are we. And we might even look at ourselves and say, and everyone is doing this, right? The faithless, those who are loyal have vanished from the human race, verse 1. And we might even include ourselves in that. And that's why we rest so heavily on the grace of God to say, Lord, I, I haven't lived the way I need to live. And yet, I know that it's through the grace that's given by Jesus that I can be saved, that I can be safe. And so, Lord, deliver us not just from this world of evil and of wickedness, but from our own heart of wickedness as well. Purify us as your word is pure. And so as we read, verse, as we read Psalm 12, it's, it's, uh, it's a dark tone of a psalm, and yet within it is this great hope. This great, uh, even though it feels like we're, our hope is being plundered, we have this great renewed forever hope in Jesus as Savior.
So let's pray. Lord God, this world, we, we lift it up as the world that you love and the world that you came to redeem. Father, we pray that you would, through your word, bring your spirit to the hearts and minds of so many people. Lord, uh, renew that spirit for us as well as we, uh, as we study that word, as we are reminded of your love and your grace. Lord, we thank you for that grace, for that forgiveness that we have through Jesus. Lord, let us not give up our hope, not to despair, but to always trust that you are God and you are good and we are safe in your arms. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.